Journey with St. Paul, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society. In this special 10 podcast series, Journey with St. Paul, the Greek Orthodox Christian Society takes you on a journey with the Apostle who evangelized the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles over the course of three missionary journeys from Jerusalem to Antioch and to Rome. This is The Journey with St. Paul. In this podcast, we follow Paul to Corinth and learn about the Church of Corinth. When St. Paul arrived in Corinth, he stayed with a couple called Aquila and Priscilla, who, like him, were tent makers, and there developed between them a deep, and lasting friendship. It is interesting to note how Paul at all times, wherever he went, worked as a tent maker to support himself and those with him, so that he would not be a burden to any of the new churches that developed around his preaching. Aquila and Priscilla's home in Corinth became a house church, a meeting place for Christians. Theirs was an open home where all the Lord's people, high-born or lowly-born, were welcome. They were to follow Paul to Ephesus and to Rome, and each time their home became the centre of Paul's work in that city. St. John Chrysostom writes, The house of Priscilla and Aquila did not have couches overlaid with silver, but it had much good judgment. It did not have a coverlet, but a kind and hospitable attitude. It did not have gleaming pillars, but a shining beauty of spirit. It was not surrounded by marble walls, nor floor adorned with mosaic work, but it was the temple of the spirit. In Paul's letter to the Romans, he says, Greet Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who for my life risked their own necks, to whom not only do I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Also, greet the church that is in their house. We do not know what Paul was referring to, nor when it happened, but somewhere, somehow, Aquila and Priscilla together endangered their own lives to save Paul's. So, Paul set up shop in Corinth next to Aquila and Priscilla, and was soon joined by Silas and Timothy. Corinth was a thriving, bustling commercial city, which had a reputation for immorality. Paul in the beginning became disheartened as his first attempts were met with violent opposition and blasphemy, but the Lord reassured him in a vision at night to stay in Corinth, for he has many people in this city. So Paul stayed in Corinth, for a year and a half. This was the first time that he was able to stay in one place for so long, and as a result, was able to witness how Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his household, and many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. We find out later in his letters how the church in Corinth became divided into four factions, arguing constantly, the Paul party, who gave themselves uncalled for liberties, 
the Apollos party, who were the intellectuals and cultured ones and looked down on everyone else, the Kephas party, who were more narrow and strict or fundamentalist in their practices, and the Christ party, the naive ones, or the supposed non-denominational ones, who rejected all human authority, calling themselves simply by the name of Christ. That is why Paul was compelled to write so strongly in his letter, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed. Apollos watered it. But God has been making it grow. There was also many among them who put a lot of emphasis on their mind, intellect and education and looked down on others in the church, thinking they were more knowledgeable and advanced in the Christian life. They considered themselves so advanced that they gave themselves liberties and freedoms, which eventually led to immorality amongst them. They felt so self-assured that they did not think that they could be influenced by their pagan friends. They felt so self-assured that they did not think they could be influenced by their pagan friends, so they socialized with them freely, attended their parties and ate their foods, and eventually reached a point where you could not distinguish who was Christian and who was pagan. That is why Paul was compelled to write, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. This is good advice for all of us, as in many ways we also are surrounded by a pagan or unbelieving world, and we need discernment and guidance from a wise spiritual father when faced by similar situations. Many had also begun to boast about their gifts, especially the gift of speaking in tongues, and that is why they considered themselves so advanced in the spiritual life. There seemed to be this contradiction between their supposed spiritual gifts and their immoral lives. So Paul warns them not to boast about the gifts given to you, your knowledge and abilities, because the key thing is to use the gifts given to you by God for the building up of the church. And then he proceeds to teach them the most important and beautiful lesson of all. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greater gifts, and yet I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. 
If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Finally, Paul speaks tenderly to the church of Corinth, despite the pain they have caused him with their divisions and quarrelling, and despite all the reprimands that he has had to deliver regarding their immorality and arrogance, he says to them, I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children I warn you. For though you might have ten thousand instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you. Note how he embraces them with the love of a father in his greeting, but how he also expresses his frustration when he uses the exaggeration of 10,000 instructors in Christ, which reveals all the divisions, opinions, and arrogance displayed by the Christians of Corinth. After a year and a half, he leaves Corinth, taking with him Priscilla and Aquila, and stops briefly at Ephesus and returns to his base in Antioch. The next podcast takes us on Paul's third journey. We hope you've enjoyed this instalment of Journey with St. Paul. To keep up with the upcoming episodes in this special podcast series, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or at orthodoxjourney.com. Thank you.